It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. How's everybody doing? Bad. Bad. No, it's a it's a it's a moving the chains Monday as well. Moving the chains Monday. I loved your Disney princess bit. I do it. I do it probably once every three four shows. Mm. I love that you call it a Disney princess wave. Yeah, that's not what just it a is. Royal wave. I mean, it's just just a princess like wave. Princesses. Oh uh, yeah, that's doing fair. it way before Disney. Guys, welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show. I'm Anthony Totry. <laughs> He's are. Sean DePaz. Oh my God. He's Shane Diefenbach. That was flemful. I don't know. Flemful. Who knows. Who knows? I yeah, had this is. cough the last few days. How's was y'all's weekends? It was pretty good. Yeah, very good actually. Vibey. Yeah, went to a spring training game yesterday. Nice. It was really fun. What the about you? Shit pumped the Royals. It was well, fine. Nice. Kind of. A couple minutes in, just shit pumped out the way. How you doing? Um, college basketball was awesome. Saturday and Sunday games were great. Yeah, it was. Sunday specifically it was really fun. Yeah, a lot Little of fun. Baseball classic was fucking electric. Is fucking electric. You good? I feel like he's just, just angry. Yeah, I feel like he's just got what? a lot I was going excited. On. I was saying something's fucking electric. How is that angry? Because because we know your stance on the World Baseball Classic. I love the World You're Baseball angry Classic. at people that don't so there like needs it. To be a stance well, yes, on it? There people. needs to be a stance on everything with him. I'm, no, that's something that people should have a stance on. Because the World Baseball we, Classic is great. Yeah, but I don't like how people treat it. Because everyone talks about the oh the pointless game. You don't hear motherfuckers saying that when we're talking about the Olympics or we're talking about uh, the World Cup. Saying, I don't think anybody in this office shares that sentiment. I know. I don't so know angry, about that, y'all. <laughs> yeah, because motherfuckers are racist on the internet. That's why I'm angry. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about uh, Arizona State. Why don't we? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I. Yep. Go ahead. I didn't even see this. Let the people know. Uh, Frankie it? Collins quote tweeting oh. Keyshawn Gilbert. Yeah. UNLV guard. Yeah. I sorry. I, that was a genuine reaction. That's how I react to things now. With the eye ooh, emoji. I ooh, hadn't ooh, seen that. He just mentioned it right before you sat down. Getting back-to-back years of players from Nevada, the state of Nevada, yeah, state coming of Nevada. to Arizona State, potentially. I love when, dude, y- y- have you seen, like, people obsessing over, like, art forms and, like, c- core? Have you seen, like, you know, like... like art it. forms and core. No, let me explain. Um, like, what's the, I'm trying to think of, like, an example. Like, 80s core... Like they're like, it's like a style of pictures that people like, like on TikTok or like on the internet where they're like, like how people decorate their houses, like how people decorated their houses in the eighties. And it's like a, it's a like trend. core is an unnecessary way to say aesthetic. Well, yeah, aesthetics. Yeah, sure. But, but yeah, you're right. You're right. So aesthetics, like mm-hmm. really niche, niche aesthetics. That's like, what yeah, they are. Yeah. My favorite niche aesthetic is transfer portal announcements. Mm. And they are so funny to me because they can be so different. Like this one, like it's just, it's just like text with. And then the I will. With that being said, with that being said, has to be in everything. I will be entering the transfer portal in bold. Nothing else is bold. It's just such a funny thing. Mine They're is all so unique. Is uh one is on three, uh or tipped and edits commitment graphics uh-huh. with like in the unnecessarily color edited. Yeah, Nike. like Ben Scott's commitment. Yeah. When he was just massive on uh, the there was, field. I don't know if it was tipped. I think it was tipped and edits. A kid recruited, uh, committed to Syracuse, like a transfer committed to Syracuse, and the, the graphic had a picture of New York City in the background, and everyone lost their damn minds. Um, because Syracuse is not New York City. I just I love the the, the different graphics because they're always kind of really bad but fun. Mm. Are we gonna get a Bobby Hurley transfer graphic potentially? Wouldn't be a transfer necessarily, but we might. I, I mean, we, I in mean, theory, I'm sure there will be another graphic with Bobby's face on it at some point. Yes, I guys. I don't know if you saw um, people on Twitter, social media losing their minds over Bobby Hurley tweeting a thank you to his players on social media the other day after the season ended like he does just about every year and then Chris Cartman of Sun Devil Source 
um, tweeting earlier today that Bobby is just meeting with his players, um, usual meetings. But I think everybody is putting, I don't want to say going like above and beyond or going over the top, making assumptions, uh, but maybe connecting the dots a little bit between that between the Providence job opening, um, college basketball, the the coaches in general, just the cycle of it all, um, and then obviously Michael Crow's comments on the facilities. Like, mm. I think everybody connecting the dots in terms of what could be next for Arizona State basketball, Bobby Hurley. Um, what do you guys think? Uh, well, if you haven't seen the statement, it basically just it. I'll read it word for word. It says. I'm so proud of our uh, of our 2022 to 2023 team. Thank you to the players and coaches for all their hard work, dedication, sacrifice. Few teams have as much heart and soul as this group. In a Sun Devil Nation, we couldn't do it without your support. Thank you. <laughs> uh, why are people freaking out? I, it, I, well, I understand why people are freaking out because of, as you said, in light of Crow's comments, but and he's only got one year left on his contract. Yeah. You put this statement in a vacuum; it means nothing. With the current situation, sure. Yeah, it'd be one thing if he was like, "These last eight years have been amazing." Yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> that is a hundred percent different. But <laughs> I mean, what I didn't like is people in the comments immediately being like, "Please stay," like begging. I'm like, just, just like I, I, I agree, but I think that also I, I don't hate that, right? If you're somebody that wants Bobby Hurley to be the long term future at Arizona State and you've got fans in his comments saying yeah. please stay I don't think that hurts yeah you're right you're right, yeah, you're right you're right and I mean I know we're gonna like get more into the the pros and cons of leaving and staying but I mean we talk a lot about the the support or lack thereof of this program mm -hmm. and so I mean people getting in the comments and showing the support it definitely can't do anything to hurt yeah so. absolutely res in the chat I believe he will stay and I don't think it is because of potentially getting some new handrails in the arena either <laughs> but that I feel like people minimize the Serena situation so much, though. Like, I get it. It's like the renovation of it is, you know, it's not just hand it could just be handrails. It could just be seating. It could be but it's also the whole like, thing is archaic. It's really old. Yeah. You had to cancel a game last year because of the like. I'm just not sold on the idea that it doesn't. Well, some people put it. It really it impacts wins. <laughs> it does. It, it, it objectively it does. objectively does. And like just because you have like my panda shirt, it might be a good luck shirt and it might serve a purpose of being a shirt. I'm not going to go wear that to, to for to a job interview like it has holes in it. Yeah. <laughs> like like DFA has holes in it. It, it, it figuratively give, and literally. Give, I was going to say, give it some time. It will have literal holes in it. Um, uh, Look, I'm going to read for, for those of you listening or watching that are unfamiliar with what Michael Crow has said recently on the whole DFA situation. Um, State Press, they got the chance to sit down with Crow like they do once a year and talk to him. Uh, the, the one thing I love about that is one thing in journalism that you are taught never to do, right, is to give the questions in advance, right, because you want a candid mm -hmm. answer. Michael Crow will not do an interview with anybody unless he has the questions in advance. Um, so he knew what he was saying going into this interview, right? This is not like they had just sprung this basketball DFA question on him and this was his first answer. This was his prepped answer was to say that DFA didn't need anything, yeah. right? So this is exactly, this is pulling from AZ Central, their story just kind of piecing together what Crow said and then also Ray Anderson. Um, so it says, Arizona State University President Michael Crow recently made some interesting comments to the state press about the state of the school's basketball venue, Desert Financial Arena, calling the facility, quote, completely functional and a, quote, fine facility, while also saying that, quote, it does not determine if we win basketball games at all. And then Crow also refuted some comments from his own AD, Ray Anderson, about the venue, which Anderson said was in, quote, dire need of work last year. Crow said, Quote, I don't know what he meant by dire. You've been there. It's completely functional. It's actually a fine facility and just needs some updates. Dude, just lying through his teeth. Well, and then in terms of the updates, say, said, quote, there haven't been any serious injuries. Seriously, from that. And then referring to the handrails, uh, talking about locker room updates and seating updates. What makes me mad is even if he's telling the truth, why would you just settle for a fine arena? You are... The second biggest school in the nation, sometimes the first biggest, depending on who you ask, census-wise. 
That is ridiculous that you would settle for a fine arena. It's fine. Everything's fine. You hate how I use fine. This arena is fine in my sense, but even if it was fine in somebody else's sense, which is normal, okay, passable, that's not cool. That's not fine. Power five, a power five school with this much potential shouldn't settle for fine. Yeah. Schools can get away with fine. Duke gets away with fine, but they have history and like legacy. But do they get away with fine? Yeah, they, they, like, they could get away no, with no, fine, no, but I'm they like, don't no, settle for fine. No, they do in the sense that like Cameron is an old facility. Yeah. It's not, but like. You can get away with that if you have something special about it, but ASU doesn't. Um, I mean, I, I'll be much concerned, much more concerned after May 16th because, as Craig Morgan reported previously, like th there have been talks about ASU trying to get play their basketball games there uh, at the Tempe Entertainment District if it were to get built. Um, and so I don't really know. Like it's been a while since Craig did that reporting. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Maybe there's some gamesmanship involved in what Michael Crow was saying or doing. Um, and so I'll be much more concerned if that were not that doesn't get passed, and all of a sudden we're like, okay, now what? Because you can you can sell me on that DFA is fine for three years. You can't. It's been it's literally the same piece of garbage that's been there. No, no. For, but I'm saying like it it is it is it's okay. Like it, it there's a roof over it. They yeah. can play basketball games there. Hold the, if there it, is an if there is a plan mm -hmm. to move somewhere else in a couple of years. I don't exactly. do a don't spend a cent on that arena. Yeah. But, fine, what but you, you got to give somebody like unless the the coaching staff and the players and recruits are made aware that there's a plan yeah. in well, the future, the, and they might the, be the coaches. I'm sure are. they might be right. Or we're we've got to take this for face value of crows saying it's a fine facility and there's no plans for upgrades or whatever, right? And at that point, he's absolutely wrong. Mm -hmm. Right. You can't tell me that a nice facility doesn't improve your program, whether that be winning games, getting recruits, getting coaches like at a certain point, you have to see what some of the other giant powers in the NCAA have done over the course of the last however many years to try and improve the product. Right. Yeah. And when you're going to sit here in Arizona State, I think as a whole, we can agree has got some traction, whether that be with Kenny or other sports across the valley like why just settle for fine why would you want a fine facility right if you're quote-unquote number one in innovation and you're fine with a dinosaur of a basketball facility you want my honest answer because the man making the decisions is fine like michael Crowley, it's not his thing he doesn't he clearly does not really give a shit about athletics the way a a president or chancellor needs to care about athletics to have them be successful like the University of Arizona, like we, we, Shane and I were talking about it. We both read this article that was released earlier today by, um, I forget what was, you know his name off the top of your head? Canzone. Canzano. Um, Canzano, John Canzano. And like, you look at it, who are the two best teams in basketball in the conference? Objectively speaking, it's UCLA and University of Arizona. Yep. Who, what two schools spend the most money on basketball? Ironically enough, it's the University of Arizona and UCLA. Yeah, that, UCLA, Arizona didn't charter or, or didn't take a single commercial flight this year. Can you give me the top four, Totri? Can you, off the top of your head, can you just guess? U of A, UCLA, yep. Oregon. Yep. Uh, let's go. It's not USC. No, no. Um, it's one that is kind of spitting in the face of this rule, but give me Washington State. Utah. No close. Oh, mm, oh, Utah? Utah. Yeah. Oh, Washington was up there. Washington is is this this tied with. Utah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Arizona, UCLA, 12.2, 11.9 million. ASU, 8.9. Um, yeah. There's a lot of good stuff in this article. We can link it to you guys in the chat if you want it. And, but, I mean, and also, these, these facilities and stuff, like, you look at Utah, men had a, an okay season. Look what their women are doing. Yeah. Now. Like, well, they're, they're one of the best teams in the country. Emma, can you scroll up a little bit? Reza said... Reza said, but it's not just these historical programs that's fun money. It's teams that are getting better on, on the up and up, like TCU. Yeah. Yeah. TCU just had a $40 million upgrade in all of their facilities. $8.9 for ASU a And year. just look what they've like, done over yeah. the course of the last in, five in years. Everything. National championship appearance in football. Uh, yeah. a, another deep run in basketball, just getting eliminated last night. G gave, gave Gonzaga a run for their money. Covered, even. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's... It's it's so upsetting because if you if you want to talk all this talk about where you want to be and the new age of sports and whatever and 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 why aren't people supporting us and then you turn around and say like screw off Bobby 
We don't care. We told you we would we would upgrade your facilities. We don't care. Go have fun in the Big East. Like it, it's upsetting and it's it's so disrespectful. I would argue that facilities, right? They can get players to play harder. They can get fans to show up more. Just look at Mullet Arena. Like the I'm gonna be honest, I don't know how many ASU hockey games that I went to when they were at their old facility, but I guarantee you that they weren't selling out the student section the way that they are at Mullet. Well, that was a lot easier to yeah. sell out. There was like but 200, so you get, you 200 get a, seats. You get a new facility. It gets hope around the program. Well, yeah. I mean, they got a new facility, and then they look at the recruits that they got or the transfers they got. They got Robert Mastrosimone. They got Semp. Like, some of, uh, like, top-tier players. And that doesn't but, happen at Ocean but Time. We're, but as as Coach Evan B points out in the chat, we're not even asking for that. We're not asking yeah. for a total renovation. He says U Utah's basketball arena is the exact same design as ASU's. All they did was update lighting, sound, video boards, and it looks great. Maybe some conceding concessions. Like that's all. That's all, man. Yeah. That's all. Maybe maybe make sure that the 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 environment you work out in is safe and that the plumbing works. But other than that, it's all we're asking for. It's all we're asking for, man. I would argue you start with the locker rooms. Yeah. Right. You want to get players. Obviously, the court and everything that you, a massive renovation or a new building in general would be nice. But if you want to get recruits, you want to get players. Start in the locker room. Um, like the the whole facility. I'm gonna be honest. It's just trash. It's garbage. It's old. Um, and it needs to be, to your point, Sean, if they're going to do something about it, don't put a cent into it because you're going to get a new building. You need a new building. Um, but there's just, and, I mean, you have no, you can't, you can't have any sort of belief that that's going to be the case with what Crow has said in the last week. Yeah. And I mean, Dom's in the comments making like fair points. Like it's, it, it's not all on the school. Like ASU does not necessarily have like James Harden's not out here handing money. To the school like no. other big schools but when are. you are the bib the largest public yeah. institution in the nation you probably i mean you, yeah but that's why he brings up ohio state you don't need it yeah that's why he brings up ohio state who is yeah. the largest as yeah. well like the another thing is if if you're asking for money from other people then why weren't you doing it before why is it why does it take 2020 to 2022's version of asu athletics to to get behind players and stuff why does it why does it take you know a, a collective outside of the school to get people yeah. to donate before like don't act like you you need help when you haven't been asking for help yeah. you, you know what the frustrating thing is is that this is coming off of a tournament appearance and if i don't i don't know if you know this when you make the tournament you get a bunch of money yeah and and you get money for other schools being in the tournament too which is which is i know you probably don't want to hear this probably part of why it kind of sucks that u of a got eliminated early but it uh, it is what it is um it would be a nice parting gift from UCLA to go win a, a natty. Yeah. Give us some money and then yeah. fuck off to the Big Ten. But, um, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, there's a lot, there's different, there's a lot of legs to this. Like, it's not, it is not solely on the school to put stuff in. But if you're James Harden, for example, who, I mean, has an interesting relationship with the university as it is, but like, say he didn't and he was, he loved the school, but you're sitting here and you're like, you want to give money. But Michael Crow's sitting there like, ah, I don't really care. We don't really, it doesn't really need it. But like, why would you go take it on yourself to do that? Like other schools, they don't beg, but they they kind of beg. Like they yeah. will ask people for money and show that they are willing to put in investments. I mean, but even even if it's not only on Crow, if a company is failing and you see that it's failing and the employees are going crazy, the the person to make sure that things don't completely blow up is the person in charge. No, that's what. But that's what I'm saying. Like. If you, like, you look at you look around and, and yes, it takes a village. But if the fucking mayor is like, ah, it's fine, it's fine, we're fine. Then why would the village do shit? Yeah, exactly. Like, like so it, it, I, I don't understand what Crow. Like I said, maybe there's some kind of gamesmanship in the background that I don't fully understand. Yeah, and, but yeah, I, but what game are you face, playing? Because you've exactly, been playing it for a while now. On, on its face, it, I don't understand the point of making the comments. Even if the game that you're playing is about what you're going to be, you know, going into this new arena later down the road, even if that's the game that you're playing, if if you don't figure out and play the game with Bobby right now and he leaves, then fuck the game. It doesn't matter. You, yeah. you, you lost what you wanted anyway. Yeah. 100%. Makes no sense. I, I have a question for you guys. Yeah. So at U of A, they have donors that basically apply pressure to get things done to some degree. Right now, they they, they invest a lot of money into the, the basketball arena got renovated and all those things. Does that not happen at ASU? Is there not donors that are big enough into sports that really push the envelope for Michael Crow and the athletic department? I think in the past, in 
this is just speaking on football. Donors were really hesitant after the whole Herm experiment. And during the whole Herm experiment, whether it be large donors or season ticket holders, were, I don't want to say afraid, but they were playing their cards pretty close to their chest, um, just waiting to see what was going to happen with that situation and the way that they handled it. In terms of basketball, I'm not nearly as connected there, um, but it's it's definitely not the same. I mean, even, even with that AZ Central article, right, when you have your president going against what your athletic director said, exactly. That's like what... there, there's no, di- like there's a disconnect that they're not even on the same page. And these are one and two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like and, and that wasn't like a while ago. That was in February of last year yeah. when he said that DFA is in dire need, dire need. That was the phrase. They, they fucking, they canceled the game. They had to cancel the game against a fucking, a fucking, you, we, I mean, there's all, all this talk about like HBCUs and stuff and like they're, their funding or yeah. lack thereof and you are a power five school having to cancel the game against a, a, a hbcu because your facilities are dog shit and you don't have the money like that how are you there is no way that over the course of a year with no renovations or no renovations to, to make note of that it's fine now it's, you don't cancel games it sucks because it's not just affecting wins and losses and recruiting and whatnot it's affecting people like us too who are clamoring and and Pleading, please support. <laughs> Go to the games. This makes it so hard to support yeah. if the people in charge don't even care. Yeah. Saul, did you have another thing or no? I was just curious about that because that's one thing that happens down at the U of A. And and to your point, for at, at least for the last decade, I'd say the president and the athletic director have mostly been in unison in terms of support of yeah. the athletics program. It uh, definitely seems like there's a disconnect here, and I just don't understand that at all. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, again, we can talk about the sleeping giant bullshit all day long. But, again, ASU should be at the in the top 20, 25 of the country in terms of facilities, and they are far from, and it's it's unfortunate. I don't – yeah, I don't, think it's a, I don't think it's a sleeping giant. I think there is just a small man who is in charge of everything who is asleep. Um, no, like, he's awake. <laughs> he's awake. Uh, barely. Just get your house in uh, order. But, I mean, this, this get your back, house in order, this dude. This goes back to the conversation we were having back when Ray was making the NIL comments about how they're not interested really in doing NIL. And everyone was quick to, to point fingers at Ray. But I was like, listen, this might be a Michael Crow thing. And I'm starting to think I was right. Like, Michael Crow just is not invested in this shit like he needs to be for, for athletic programs to be successful. And football is a little different because football is an enigma and it can exist in its own right. And when you, especially when you have a guy like Kenny. But a school like basketball, like basketball is not going to be able to do that. There is yeah. no, there's no activating the valley with basketball like Kenny has done with football. You're going to need institutional support that it clearly does not have. 1968, the chat saying Bobby Hurley is going to Duke to win the national championship. <laughs> if this was last year, yeah. oh boy, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> then, then it would be full uh, uh, panic, yeah. panic. Oh, God. But the other guy. That's okay. Well, so let's talk about that then. What our conversation over the last 20 minutes and change does for Bobby Hurley, right? If you are him in this situation and you've heard what Michael Crow has to say, you've obviously the the relationship that Bobby and Ray have with everything that went down um, at DFA some years ago, like the Providence job opening up college basketball in general, you've got now the coaching carousel, right? And I don't want to put all eyes on Providence, but like it's connecting, connecting the dots, right? That That situation opens up. Bobby's from New Jersey. I want to say it's about 190 miles away. Like, and you've only got one more year left on your contract if you're Bobby. Like, what is going on, do you think, in his head right now? Uh, you can't say because we don't. First of all, I don't like speaking for other people. Second of all, I think it would be impossible to speak for a guy like Bobby who we <laughs> he could be thinking anything at this point. We know that him and his brother don't want to play each other. Like they, he said they that he previ- doesn't. At least they they've previously spoken. Yeah, they yeah, didn't yeah. Want to, yeah. They they don't like playing each other. Bobby specifically doesn't want a non-conference game against his brother. Doesn't want to play him. Hey, but he did specify yeah. non-conference. non-conference yeah, it's, it's, that's exactly where I was going. He did specify non-conference. Whether that is semantics or not, yeah. you can look into that. Obviously, Providence being in the Big East, Dan Hurley coaching at UConn. I I don't see a world where anything would change there. I, but it, I mean it, it it is the one that makes the most sense. Yeah, I mean you take away Dan and UConn, like it is a pretty good job. Like 
I don't fully understand why Ed Cooley left for the team that was in the basement of that conference. But I mean, you look at you look at that conference, like they had five teams in the tournament, and like the teams that weren't like St. John's just hired Rick Patino. Um, Villanova won a national championship a couple years ago. Like, and Georgetown, who was at the bottom of the conference, is one of the most historic programs in college basketball. Like, there's plenty of reason, especially when you look at the state of the Big 12 or the Pac-12, Pac-10. Who knows what's going to happen there? Like, there's plenty of reasons why that's a very interesting job. Um, But is it that interesting? Like, I don't know. Uh, Look, when when all this stuff happened yesterday, like, I mean, and by all this stuff, I mean when literally nothing happened yesterday and everyone just decided to start freaking out. Um, (laughs) I was like, what are we doing? Really? We really just, like... Are we really doing this right now? Like, what is the reasoning? And then whether it be time passing or more things brought to my attention or whatever, now I'm kind of like, okay, I could see why. And then it turns into, okay, this is this is a little panicky. And now it's like, if this motherfucker leaves, we know who we're looking at. So, Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's not a surprise. Like, I don't think anybody at this point, if Bobby decided to leave, would blame him, right? Syracuse just hired a guy. Tucson. Over the last... <laughs> Handful oh. of years. Bobby, wait, he's been here eight seasons now. He's made the tournament three out of the last five seasons, I want to say. Like, come on now. Like, pay the man. Yeah, but I mean, this is, I mean, this applies for, for teachers, for police, like for any, if there was a lack of institutional support, it's going to be very hard to do your job. It doesn't matter how much you like your job, how much you like the people you work with. How much you or, like doing that job at a specific place. Yeah, like it doesn't, it does not matter. If like if Saul came in here every day and was just like ah I don't really give a shit what y'all do uh, hey, hey, we need stuff ah nah like I don't care I don't care it doesn't matter how much I love y'all how much I like, how dope this job is it's not going to be that fun to do it if yeah. there is no institutional support yep. um and so it doesn't matter Bobby might really love it but at a certain point like there's plenty of people who go through this kind of thing where it's like at a certain point you love. <laughs> Just a preface. Saul is not like that. Oh, I, he's not. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's, that's, he said if. I said if. 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 Um, but like, there's plenty of people like that. They, they get to, to crossroads in their life where they're like, I like a lot about what I do. But there is just like at the end of the day, it's not it's not best for me. Um, and Michael Crow is kind of starting to put Bobby in that situation where he's going to have to weigh those things. Um and yeah, if when if it if something if Bobby does move on, whether it's regardless of where it is, it's hard to point fingers anywhere else other than, I mean, unless like unless fucking I don't know, whoever comes in and offers him a lifetime contract for billions of dollars, then it does it doesn't matter what's going on here. But like, if it's Providence, for example, I don't think that's gonna like yeah. I don't think that's what's happening. Um, you have to point fingers at Michael Crow. Yeah, as Dom says though in the chat, Providence is basketball school. They really care about live and breathe it. Yeah. Yeah. The next, I mean, Duke is a basketball school. And, but as much as it would hurt, I would love to see that. Like, from 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 a a college basketball, just a college basketball fan perspective. The Big East, listen, I I love the Big East. It's my favorite conference in basketball. Um, I mean, not so much recently, but historically, I grew up a Big East guy. Um, and the Big East looks like it's up. Like, it's, it's, you got Marquette as a two seed. You got UConn looking like they're they're on their way back. Like I like I went through the judge went through the conference. Like it it seems like it could be a really fun place to play basketball. Yeah. And if Bobby has changed his mind a little bit on the playing his brother thing or the non conference thing really was a thing, like playing his brother in conference would be would do something different for him. I wouldn't like if I'm Bobby, I understand why you might want to yeah. take that job if it's on the table. But please Absolutely. Don't. Yeah, but please don't. Jason and Chad bringing up, you know, a, a great point, right? Like it's not like Ray and Bobby have the the yeah. best relationship in the world. Um, but at least he he understands that the facilities need to be upgraded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least he, of all people. Yeah, right? It's him. Oh, goodness. If, if you're, if a person you don't see eye to eye with supports, you know, it's just, I don't know. So much fucking hit me right in the heart. I wish Big East would bring back Syracuse. Brother, so do I. Guys. Um, before, we, before we move on. Yeah. Sean, you want to bring up the quote that was in the... Uh, article that you pointed out, which about part. ASU's what they've oh, been doing. Oh, yeah. Let me, I should find exactly what he said, but he basically said it is, it's basically a goddamn miracle that Bobby is accomplishing what he's doing, considering what ASU 
is spending. Uh, okay, so he said um, the schools that invest in men's basketball generally do well in the standings. Washington State's sixth place finish in the conference is an outlier. The Cougars are squeezing more dollar for dollar out of men's basketball than anyone in the Pac-12. Also, Washington's ninth place finish in the standings was puzzling, considering they spent 10.5, yada, yada. But the job that Coach Bobby Hurley did in getting Arizona State to the NCAA tournament this season looks even more remarkable given the modest men's basketball investment of only $8.9 million. That's crazy. Real programs don't take commercial flights. Guys, if you want to drink to the institutional failure that is Arizona State. Or pour one out for the institutional failure that is Arizona State. Four peaks. And while we're talking about institutional failure, the Arizona Cardinals. (laughs) Guys, they've got the third (laughs) overall pick in the draft. It's a big opportunity. I didn't even know even not even uh, Bowden even raised to his change head. the future, guys. The best place to take in this pivotal moment in the rest of the NFL draft on April 27th is at Four Peaks Eight Street Pub. Just remember, you do got to be 21 years or older to enjoy responsibly. Um, they need something that's not like the Joy Bus is so good, but like when Bobby moves on, if he moves yo, on, yo, whoa, 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 whoa. okay. Well, I mean, he will eventually. Yeah, nothing's forever. Yeah. Jesus. That was there needs dark. to be a sa- no. It's not there I mean, needs gonna, to be a, there needs to be a sad bus. Bayless wagon. Spent fifty years hey. at Syracuse and he retired. There needs to be a sad bus. Wagon. That was as close to forever. as There you needs can to get. be a sad bus. Wow. <laughs> no, there doesn't. No, I, no there needs to be, be sad and drink Four Peaks. It doesn't. We'll call it the Crow Bus. Wow. <laughs> sad bus. Eh. Yeah. Sad bus. Eh. But it's still really good. <laughs> I'm well. I'm sure if it's coming from Four Peaks, it is. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, I laughed really hard in the middle of Sean's serious statement because um, that was that was dark. Are you good? Uh, because there was a <laughs> yeah. picture of Costco pizza oh, yeah. and the, the hot dog. And it said, where am I? And Chad Johnson Jr. quote tweeted, Costco. Costco. And <laughs> Xavier Guillory said, as soon as you see the glizzy, you knew. <laughs> he goes, hey, bro, you foul. Um, I've never laughed. had a Don't Costco, Costco pizza. hot dog. I've had Costco okay. pizza. I've never had a Costco hot dog. Um, because why waste your time? When you could, like, I don't, I, I didn't grow up around Costco's, but like, I don't know where the closest Costco is. I know I can go to Circle K right over here. That's true. Know, that's true. Chicken Tornado or one of their hot dogs or something like Dude, that. Dude, Chicken Tornadoes? Dude, insane. I, like, listen. Yeah. I know some of y'all might have your predispositions yep. uh-huh. about gas station food. Give it a that's try. Your, that's, your, that's your grandpa's gas station. Circle K is different. Plus, there, like, the name? Chicken Tornado, it could not even have real chicken in it, and I'd be about it. It that does, sound, That sounds like a terrifying movie. Mm. Chicken Tornado? From the makers of Sharknado. Yeah. We have mm. You know, I have a family friend that worked on the fifth one. Really? I think he directed the fifth one. Mm. Uh, I cannot confirm there was a fifth or deny. One? That's unbelievable. Um, I lost count of how many Circle Ks there are because they're everywhere. Um, <laughs> That'd be scary if you knew the exact number. Yeah, there are 432 North American locations. There are way more than that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but there are $500 that you can win. Ooh. Um, particularly a $500 in a Circle K gas card if you text PHNX to 31310. Um, to, like I said, win $500. In gas. See the show notes for details. It's just Circle K being generous out here. They got chicken tornadoes. You got to pay for those, but you might not have to pay for gas yep. for a long time if you text that number. Uh, Sharknado 5, Global Swarming is the name of it. <laughs> they were everywhere. Uh, Sharknados took over. Over the world? Look at this. Probably. You know how sick I would be if Tony I lived Hawks in, like, in that movie. Really? Yep. Could you imagine living in like, I don't know, rural Montana Iowa, and all of a sudden yeah. there's a just shark. like a shark tornado and it's just like. I'm fine with dumb movies, right? But if five years from now we're on Cocaine Bear 7, there's a problem. No. Yes, 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 yes. No, that one there definitely is because after like three Cocaine Bears, you need to learn your lesson. Keep your coke out of the woods. Well. Like this is a natural occurrence. Like there's nothing you can do about it. natural occurrence? Well, I mean, in theory, like it's a tornado. It's a natural, like shark. You don't think after the fourth shark tornado they would figure something out? Oh, yeah. You don't think after yeah, the 800th to real tornado, <laughs> they would stop it? There's no like, sharks in them, bro. Oh, yeah, because that's the bar. Hey, that is the bar. Are you no. kidding me? Oh, there are sharks in a tornado your, ta- right your town of 500 just got destroyed by this tornado? Not a big issue. Talk to me when there's sharks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'd be sick if I lived in Kansas. Um, the cocaine bear, though, like I said, just stop dropping your coke in the woods. Well, there, that is preventable. Well, I think by, by cocaine bear, like three or four, I think he would have just, the bear would have become like a dealer or something. Yeah, well, the bear's I, also dead, so it would be a different bear every time. Yeah, a different oh, no, bear. The bear, and the bear died and then came back to life. Yeah, because cocaine. Coke fell down yeah. on his nose. Wow, really? Yeah. yeah. Fucking spoiler alert. <laughs> That's not a, well, I mean, it's, nah. You don't need to see the movie. It's not a good movie. <laughs> yeah. Is that the end of it? Not really. No. 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 Like, How it's, did a, it's it end? an important. 
part. It, okay, it's great. kind of the end. It's an important part of the movie. Damn, but it, like, guys. It's like, it doesn't. Come on. It's not, it's important. I was definitely going to take an OGs and watch that. It's important. That's no, you are not. That you're not. Was. It does not spoil the movie. Like, it, like you don't know. Yeah. Sounds like it spoils. It doesn't spoil. It sounds like it, it sounds you don't like know what happens. After. I know, but it sounds like it spoils a moment where I've been like, "Oh shit!" Mm. No, there was never any "oh shit" because moment. If I, was on, if I was on OGs, I think now I cocaine shark. Holy fuck! That would cocaine be shark water. Stop it! Dude. We're done with sharks and natural disasters. Hi, honey are. badger, dude. Get a honey badger. Let's see. Just what are the crazy oh things we got in here, dude? Fuck, get a honey badger on ketamine. That shit would go crazy. Cocaine squirrel. I think we talked about that on G rated. Yeah, I for a quick second. Oh man, ketamine um, kangaroo. That mm. shit would go crazy. Yep. it's from the makers of Kangaroo Jack. We have can ketamine kangaroo. It doesn't need to be an alliteration. Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't because well, cocaine, cocaine bear. Is not, but it. Nah, I like alliteration. Yeah, ketamine kangaroo goes stupid. The heroin hyena. The heroin about. hyena. Yeah, yeah. Thank the uh, the uh, ayahuasca iguana. <laughs> Ooh, that just sounds like a really awesome shaman you'd the go to in mammoth. the woods. Whoa. The meth mammoth takes it. Meth head cheetah. That's a good band name. The meth mammoth. Meth mammoth is a great. The meth mammoth sounds like an awesome dive bar. Meth mammoth. You want to hit a meth mammoth later tonight? I heard they're doing three for one squirrel shots. Punk punk rock is the only thing that's played. Live music every Thursday. You guys want to go get some some some. Some uh, some drinks, but, no, but, the, <laughs> but, some but it's, it's kind of like it's it's gimmicky. Some shark tornado. It's gimmicky like breakfast bitch, where it's like, oh my god, these fries, cr meth, yeah. crack. They're like everything is drugs. Yeah, mm. you want some slut fries? Like, <laughs> well, I just want some French fries. Do you bug. want some French fries with crack like, yeah. on them? What do you mean by that? It's just rosemary. Yeah, yeah. you want some rosemary crack and fries? <laughs> All right, next topic. That was so, PHNX drug talk. Back to back to ASU basketball. Don't do them. Yes. No. no. Not well. Smoke weed. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Responsibly. There you go. Oh, geez. Get it in you. Um, basketball season's over. Mm. We talked about Hurley. We talked about the whole situation that could unfold. I want to turn it a little bit or maybe a little bit of a happier note. Dude, Stop it. You, you. I do. I use my hands a no, lot. No, He's no. Italian. There's nothing wrong with using your hands because I use my hands a lot, too. You, you, yeah, you. Freaking, Do you have any Italian well, in you? Yeah, a lot. Oh, we're a, a really Italian. But, but you, you're like Avatar. You're I'm like, on. let's let's go ahead and flip the script a little bit. What do you want from me? You want me to just sit here? No, I'm gonna sit on my hands. Okay, there we go. I offended him. <laughs> you did. You did offend me. Um, let's get to some team awards. Okay. Yeah. So last year we did this. Um, obviously, a lot of these guys, or some of these guys, probably won't be on the roster next year. Um. I'm just curious. We'll start with the newcomer of the year. Shane? I mean. It's my dog. It's also my MVP. It's also my defensive player of the year. It's also my. Really? You're just. He's got every everything. Probably. That's crazy. I, it, I mean, well, it depends. Is this like offensive player of the year where the MVP can't win it? Yes. Oh, it is? Yeah, yeah I made up that rule right now. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, then it's Devin. Devin. Devin Cambridge. Okay, for why? Because sure. they were. They only lost one game when he scored double figures. And he was, he did every single thing. He was a guy that not only the 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 newcomer of the year, but also the biggest surprise of the year to me. Because okay. he was supposed That's to be fair. a guy that came off the bench with energy and he started every single game that he was healthy. Yeah. And, and he, he was provided scoring at times. Scoring at way more times than I thought. Yeah. What was his final number? Did was it double digits? Let In the Let me figure it out. One sec. Dun, 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 dun. Devin Cambridge averaged nine point eight points a game. Almost. Wow. Almost. And we got tequila shots, double tequila shots with him and Des. I'm glad we got it once, like yeah. right at the end of the year. Same. <sighs> Their last one of the season. Yeah. You know what sucks? That we lost. Barring it. yeah, barring something crazy, we're not gonna have brothers on the team next year. Yeah. Well, unless the like the run zone brothers want to go crazy. <laughs> do you have a newcomer of the year? Um, I do, and he's not. Duke Brennan. I mean, obviously, like, obviously, you know, the Cambridge brothers are huge. But, I mean, we got a freshman providing incredibly valuable minutes to the point where Enoch never saw the court. How many minutes a game did he get? Like five? Nine. Four. Nine, really? That many? Um, but, like, I mean, we talked all year about his drive. And I think, obviously, again, the Cambridge brothers were awesome. But Duke is a piece for the future. Um, yeah. And, I, I mean, Austin would have been in the conversation, too, if he had played late in the year. But, um like, you have a freshman getting minutes in an NCAA tournament, in the Pac-12 tournament. Um, and this is not, this is, I guess, part, it's, I don't want to, like, come at him, impart an indictment on Enoch, but, like, we he, we never had to see him. 
and had to. Well, I mean, <laughs> but like that says a lot about how how good and valuable Duke Brennan was that he came in here as a freshman and kind of usurped Enoch as that number two uh, center. Yeah. And like I said, he's a he's a piece for the future. What percentage do you think it is that Enoch stays? Two. That's what I thought last year, though. Yeah, but I, I mean, you're, I, your I don't odds think are you're losing clear. Warren. Like if you are losing Warren, that's true. Oh, potentially, are, yeah, but um, and I guess chances are you get Lampkin, but uh, or not? Did I say chances are? I said yeah. there's a chance that you get Lampkin. I didn't mean chances <laughs> are. Um, but like the it was ASU's getting Eddie Lampkin Jr. Yeah, yeah. It's he, happening. It's happening. He just texted yeah. me. Um, that's actually know, there, my is, there is a chance. Um, He's my Mister Sun Devil. <laughs> but um, what were they gonna say? Like I think if you're Enoch coming into this past season, you're like, okay, Warren's here, but on paper he's the number two. Like he had, I think that was probably he probably had to lose that that spot. Um, so now I think it's clear he's not he's not getting in in front of Duke. Um, so I would say he's probably. I mean, he lost um, minutes to Gaffney. He lost minutes to Warren. Yeah. He lost minutes to Duke. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I think mean, the the two guys outside of Duke, Warren and Alonzo, what they have over Duke and Enoch is they have the ability to shoot. Yeah. Um, so you, of course you're gonna run with the big that is not only taller, but can be a, a somewhat of a threat anywhere on the court. Yeah, the difference right? between Enoch and Duke, though, is that this was Duke's first year playing yeah. college basketball. Yeah. Enoch's third, right? So, I mean, really, he's only actually played one year where he's seen the court, but third year as a college athlete. Yeah. Um, Duke's got a lot of time to grow. My newcomer of the year is Warren Washington. Um, there were times this season, obviously, where there was a little bit left to be desired, but when he ate, he ate. Mm -hmm. And there, there were some games this season that they won strictly off of what Warren Washington was able to do, um, not only from a scoring perspective or a dominance inside, but just being able to hit his court vision at times. His passing really, really surprised me as a seven-footer, as a big man. And I think what he did... We haven't seen a true seven-footer at Arizona State in quite some time, not really under Bobby Hurley, but I think that sets the precedent. I know it wasn't the craziest year for Warren Washington, but if you're a seven-foot transfer or you're a center and there's this perception that Bobby Hurley is strictly only going to feed his guards and his guards are the reason you go to Arizona State or wherever he's coaching, I think what he was able to do is show that you can still be a – you can have a successful season as a seven-footer under Bobby Hurley, mm -hmm. and I think that is – Definitely going to make waves down the line, hopefully in the transfer portal, um, for some also some taller men, some some big men to come to Arizona State. Yeah, uh, last big man you can think that went to ASU. Big man, yeah, or tall man. Big man, Romello White. Yeah, Romello White was a big man. Mello, they there was an awesome time when it was Mello and uh, Daquan Lake. It was those two. Those, there was Dequan some... Lake was a tall man, though. Dequan yeah, Lake he, blocked shots. He was a shot blocker. But he didn't really have much. He was a big man because... He, he, you combine those two, you get Joel Embiid. He was too big man. He was too big He man. was too big man that he was tall man. Because he was he had no hands. He didn't really have offense. There's no, ba no back to the basket He game. was Enoch, but taller. Yeah, but he was... Yeah, yeah, sure. There you go. Sure. Um, okay. Also, I want to get rid of the... Uh, let's try to erase the stigma that Bobby Hurley big men don't do well. Let's let's single handedly yeah, do that's it. That's what I tried to do. That's my agenda next year. That's your agenda. Mm -hmm. Okay. You have a political agenda. agenda. It's not political. <laughs> it seems political. It's not political. Let's not make this political. Okay. Sure. Cool. Uh, let's get to most improved player, and I'm going to start because I don't want you to take it. It's Jemaine Neal. Um, I think. Wait, we, okay. Is that yours? Yeah. 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 That's all. A clean sweep. Yeah. Clean yeah. sweep. Jemaine Neal. What he was able to do, you could erase honestly what happened the first three months of the season, dude. What he dude, was able to accomplish this last month, every yeah, everything in the last two weeks of the year, yeah. And I think he gave you a lot of hope for if he comes back to ASU next year. I'd be shocked. What yeah. he can be as a scorer, yeah. Right. There were times this like postseason where he would take shots, and you're just like, holy shit! Didn't know you had this in the in the bag. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I mean it. it the guys that are on this team that you can that you can assume will be here, or not assume, you can't assume anything, but I guess would probably are likely to return next year. Like they did a lot to give me confidence in them at the end of the season. Yeah. Like him, Gaffney, Frankie, Frankie, and I want to say Frankie honorable mention for most improved um, because 
I mean, you look at just what he was for like the first couple of games in the season where he was just chucking up bad shots, seemed a little out of control. I think he developed a lot throughout the year, but um, like uh, the guys did a lot to give you confidence in what this team might look like next year. Like I, not as sick. Well, I'm not sick anymore. I definitely would have been earlier in the year sick at the idea of Alonzo Gaffney starting for this team next year. I'm not now. I think he could be a good piece, especially given an opportunity to be a starter. Um, same for Jeremiah. Same for Frankie. Um, but, yeah, I definitely think Jeremiah. Like, I mean, you, the improvement from last year, what we saw at the beginning of the year, and then throughout the year, the improvement that he made. Definitely Massive. deserves the reward. Yeah, Jason and Chad most improved from beginning of the year equals Gaffney, baby Montumbo. That was the most improved from like one week to another. Like he was <laughs> yeah. just not really good. And then in the Pac-12 tournament, or like the last couple games of the year, in the Pac-12 tournament, yeah, he was just all the same. Him and TCU. Really yeah. Him and Jemiah started taking something. Uh, yeah, I feel like they just got in a room and they're like, we are going to, we're going to be good. Now. Yeah. We're going to just yeah. do this let's, thing. Let's, let's quit the charades. Dude, if we're you get Gaffney yeah. playing next year the way he played against TCU, Watch out, now. dude! Five points and seven rebounds every night, baby. <laughs> yeah. like we're going double double. Two blocks, on blocks, two blocks on one position. Or yeah, one. If Gaffney gets a double double with blocks and rebounds next year, I'll tattoo his fucking name on me somewhere. Why do you do these things? Lonzo or happen. Gaffney? What do you? You got to go. Gaffney. I'll just Zoe. Just Zoe. Yeah. Okay. I'll do like like I feel like guys with their questions. initials tattooed on their arms, but I'll do a Z over here and O over here. You're, well, that, that's what you'll Z. do. Yeah. Okay. If he gets ten. <laughs> Wait, you're you're dead serious about this. If they're he gets going 10 to blocks play, and 10 rebounds, they're going to have their swag series next year. Yeah, but look what happened in this. Okay, but they're going to be better <laughs> next year. The not going to get 10 blocks and 10 also, rebounds with no points. But you're putting that out there right now. If Alonzo, I feel like I've said this a bunch of times. The reality is, is that we're going to get there next year. He's going to do it and we're going to forget about Dude, it. Well, I would not, we're clipping this. And if uh, this no, happens. I would not forget a 10. Yeah, you would. If, if Alonzo Gaffney were to get 10 blocks in a game, this would, like, this, this, this would, this would, this would re. Yeah, re, no. Okay, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm about it. No, no, no. If he gets a 10 block, 10 rebound, I will get his. I'm not going to do it on my arms. I will get, I'll match. I have my sister's initials tattooed here. I will match it with Zio on my, other, my other wrist. Having something super, you want super meaningful and then just Gaffney. Real hot seat. The no, sister no. who doesn't have their initials. That just took their spot. <laughs> Alonzo Gaffney. Um, so. Damn. Did you, so did you just she's got to get a double-double first no. then. Oh. Um, Alonzo, wrist is blank for you. <laughs> That is wild. <laughs> that's a that's a first. I don't think anybody's ever done that at ASU, but a ten block. Has, has anybody like? But might have came close. Does, has anybody done that in college basketball? Like I, how many double doubles did ASU have this season? Let alone in blocks. Did they have any? Sixteen is the most ever by ASU. By oh, Alabama A and M against Texas Southern. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> there you go. Against the SWAC team, baby. It would be electric, guys, if Gaffney was able to get his double. Warren needs to come back. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, something else that's electric, Burrito Express. True. We had burritos, and the whole office is covered in burritos. That's phenomenal. Whoa, that's a, what? what? You can't lie this, to people. It's not covered in burritos. They're it's, where they belong. The, the yeah, that would be a mm. bad thing. We would be misusing bur Ooh, Burrito Express. Was that the burrito? That was the burrito. <laughs> it, was, it was trying to come out and be like, you're wrong, Toe Tree. I'm not covered. I'm not covering the burrito. The thinks the, the human form is limiting. Yeah, yeah, the burrito go. does think the human form is limiting. That's guys, why it's a burrito. Burrito Express is not limiting, though. You guys can really customize just about anything you want at Burrito Express. They got plenty of options, and if you didn't know, they got themselves two new NIL athletes as well. ASU football player Elijah Badger and softball star Jazz Hill. They're going to receive support and cash clothes, and of course, burritos. So anytime you go to Burrito Express, oh, yeah. you're kind of supporting some Arizona State athletes as well. Check them out. They got locations all over the valley. Give him a follow on social at Burrito EXP. Bashinsky did do it. He did do it with blocks once. He got a triple-double with it. I hope this happens. I mean, yeah. Okay, Alonzo. Gaffney off. needs to, we're going to have, if that happens, Gaffney is going to be on our show. I'll let Gaffney give you the fucking tat. <laughs> Just tattoo Z-O. Yeah. To your wrist. Okay, sure, why not? Um, Getting Cal back to awards. Against Cal State Northridge, 13, 12, and 12. What are his? What are Gaffney's most blocks in the game, though? Probably four. Yeah, I want to say probably four. But he also he had two on one possession in TC in the TCU game. Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, well, you looked that up, Shane. Who's your defensive player this year? Um, mm, damn it, it would be Des because he's so underrated. Um, I gotta go Lou, just because I always have preached how good he is defensively and how much he brings off the bench even when he's not scoring but then adding in the scoring 
Oh, he was just, he's just so solid defensively. Yeah. Um, and you really can't ask for much more. So I'm going to say Lizard Mom. Especially a guy coming off the bench, too. Yeah. Um, Alonzo Gaffney's career high in blocks is five against Stanford in last season. Okay. So it was trending upwards. Um, who is your defensive player of the year? Um, Frankie. Okay. A top 10 in, in steals in the conference, steals per game in the conference. Um, impressive rebounding abilities Dude. for a guy that's his size. Um, I just think you. You have a guard that small, you're not necessarily expecting like tremendous defensive production from him, and I think he did provide that in a lot of situations. I mean, the backcourt in general was just all of them were great defensively, but I think um, Frankie was a little bit of it was a little bit of an unknown coming into the year, and he was what he provided defensively was nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna go Duke Brennan. I know a lot was made about the inability to score or that or lack. Yeah, this season so far. Um, but I think what he was able to do, just crash in the glass mm -hmm. offensively and defensively. It felt like any time he was in the game, I know he only averaged like eight or nine minutes per game, but it felt like he was getting one to two offensive rebounds every rotation that he was in. Mm -hmm. And they were key, right? They That could be the difference um, between games sometimes is that one to two extra possessions. And I think you're only going to see him improve defensively next season. So I think he was my defensive player of the year, especially as a freshman too, right? There's not many defensive big men that I can think of that have gone to Arizona State that impact the game the way that he did on the defensive side of the ball. Um, Shane, last year it was Kamani Lawrence. Who is Mr. Sundival this year? Sean swayed me. Sean, who's Mr. Sundival this year? Michael Burno. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I mean, it's, he, he won this award in one game at the Pac-12 tournament. And, I, and obviously, we didn't have the privilege of sitting directly behind the bench all year. Mm. And so I'm sure we would have realized it earlier. But, um, I mean, man went from walk-on to scholarship player this year. And I've said this before. I think when you you sat there, no disrespect, but when you, you at, at the time, you were like, how did Olmstead not get the scholarship here? Is a walk-on that has played minutes before with, like, with scholarship players. Like, what? I mean, not really this year, but he did lap points last year. Um, and then we got to the Pac-12 tournament. You saw it. He was, he was a. I mean, everything you expect from a coach's son was Michael Burnham. Mm -hmm. Like just the way he conducted himself on the bench. He, he was always was bringing energy. Always trying to coach up his teammates, um, both like tactically and just like just trying to get them hyped mm -hmm. and stay locked in. There were times uh, when the, the players were looking at him, yeah, trying to figure out like, like okay, what, what what do we got? You you could tell that he means a lot to this team, mm -hmm. and he he is definitely like an unsung hero. And that's to me like that's what this Mister Sun Devil Award is about. Is like obvious, obviously nothing to show for it on on statistically speaking, but he I think embodied a lot of what Kamani embodied last year, being that being a leader even if he was not the best player on the, the court. And obviously mm -hmm. Kamani was a, a super valuable piece as an actual player. But um, I, I think, like I said, we saw during the Pac-12 tournament that what Micah provides to this team is invaluable. Yeah. Especially absolutely. for a team with so many new pieces. I'm going to go clean sweep there as well. Um, I think Shout out to DJ Horn, though. For sure. Shout out to DJ Horn. Um, before we get to MVP, I want to tell you guys about our MVP, Illegal Pete's. Guys, nothing cures the... My bracket is busted in the first round. No boy, my bracket round. is busted. Is it? Hmm. Dude, this you know what will solve that though? Mar action. A little, little Mar action. Tequila. tequila. Yes, sir. Yeah. Guys. Say tequila again, Sean. Tequila. Look at his face when he does it. Tequila. What? what? Someone just like mooed yeah, or that was something a mood. like that. It was a goat. It was someone bleated like a goat. Yeah. Oh my God, it was Michaela. She mooed? Sometimes you became, become the things you hate. Batman. Mm. I'm Batman. I'm Michaela goat just turned into the Batman, the, yeah. the goat man, the goat Guys, woman. Try out an illegal Pete's <laughs> premium or frozen margarita. Stop by for happy hour, 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Every single day. But Shane, you know what I say? Every hour at illegal Pete's is happy hour. But it's not. But it it's is. Like, it's a happy hour. It's like, like legally speaking, it's not. Like, I don't want to know false advertising. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it is a happy hour. Every hour you spend at illegal Pete's is happy. Yeah. Say that. Don't say every hour is happy hour. I didn't say it's happy hour. I said it's a happy hour. You said every hour is happy Illegal hour. Pete's. Get it in your mouth. Um, uh, what, you didn't like that? No. That, the get in, your, get in your mouth is fine. <laughs> I don't like you lying to people. Uh, mm. I'm not lying to people. Uh, Shane, you, tell the people about what we got going on this week. Uh, we got some real fun. 
uh, Sean can't make it this time because That's he's so got very a coyote show to produce. Stupid, but whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> I'm gonna tell the host of the show that you said that, Craig. I said the host of the show. Wow, I'm gonna tell the host of the show you said that. Uh, get out to our tea party. I thought you were just telling me to leave. Get like, out, get out, <laughs> leave. Um, you can still get in on this right now, and if you're a diehard, it's a lot cheaper. Thirty six dollars per person if you're a diehard, but if you're not a diehard. It's okay. It's 45. 160 per foursome if you're not a diehard. 120 for foursome. If you are a diehard plus everyone 10 and under, plays for free. Make sure to come out um, this Friday, March 24th, 5 p.m. Um, well, that's going to be a beautiful Friday. I know we, it's been gray the last couple of days. It's sunny, 71. It's it's so, so nice out. And it's at Dobson Ranch. And, I mean, even if Just it was, Just another beautiful day. Stuff, but... Dobson Ranch. Just another beautiful. Oh, we got to get out there again to play. Love, love Dobson Ranch. Yeah, I, asked him, I asked him on Sunday. Yeah, but I was gonna again. come ask you, but then he said they. Coyotes Stinking Coyotes ruining everything, noon. ruining our fun. They got a game. We can new. still go golfing. Want to go golfing? Whoa! On oh, Sunday? No. Yeah. Mm, we'll see. We'll talk after. I would the show. be really offended and hurt. Well, that's the Coyotes' fault. To be honest with you, oh, we'll let you know though, guys. Before we get out of here, MVP, who got it this year? Shane. He made it. He made it. That's Cambridge Jr. Um, you sure about that? Finally, I was right about something. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. Basketball-wise, finally, I was right about a newcomer. Well, okay. I mean, you say this like you've been doing this for years. Like you were just wrong about Marion. But I, was I wrong? Yes. Yes, yes, yes you were. Yes, you were. What, what, am I, what was I wrong about? He uh, was I just. He, he was, was not good for most of the year. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, Did I say he was going to be good the whole year? You said he was going to be good, and for most of it, he wasn't. Yeah, but some I mean, of, we started, though. At halfway through the season already. That is true. That is very true. I do forget about yeah, that. I, for, I do forget. For this was you're our first full year. You're shooting 50%. You're good. Yeah. You shot higher than Marion did last year. <laughs> you're not wrong. Not wrong. I love you, Marion. Marion's got jerseys for sale, though. I don't know. We're the, talking about this year's MVP, and we're talking about Marion Though I don't know the validity of the jerseys. I don't they know they did not look like The website were is not authentic. Not a real <laughs> one. <laughs> you might yeah. get your money taken. Desmond Cambridge Jr., just the... If this man was scoring 30 points a game, the game was basically already over. Brother, he could have not scored a single point this year outside of that shot at McHale. Yeah. He would still be the MVP. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> finished the year 13.6 points a game, uh, shooting almost 40% from the field, 32% from the three-point line. Um, but if you didn't watch a lick of Arizona State basketball, then you really wouldn't understand how much you brought to this team. Yeah. Whether it be a, a, a 10-0 run that was solely him or – the, to halt a 10-0 run by the other team. Whenever you needed a shot, I almost said Martin Jackson delivered. Desmond Cambridge Jr. delivered. Um, and just the passion he plays with, we've seen how he talks about this team off the court. And I've heard this a couple times, but I wouldn't be surprised if he gets into media after you know he goes to play wherever he's going to play after this because he is such a great interview and such an awesome dude. Um, and I just you know wish him... The best on everything because obviously he's a graduate student, so he can't come back. But God, it's gonna be it's gonna suck without four on the court. Yeah, Des, if you're interested, always happy to pull up a four seat. Number four, four seat, it's all yours. Number four, are you throwing up the four. Uh, my regular season MVP uh, is fourth quarter. Feel like Hunger Games. Uh, Des no, Cambridge. Wait, that's okay. I was putting out the fours for the fourth quarter. Okay, well I'll put it up for Hunger Games. Well, that's it. only three though, and it's together. Come on, Katniss. Regular season MVP, <laughs> Desmond Capers Jr., postseason MVP, DJ Horn. Um, Alonzo Gaffney. DJ Horn, what he was able to do in the Pac-12 tournament for the second straight year um, and then the NCAA tournament. This team, when DJ Horn scores and plays the way that he did in the postseason, it is impossible to beat this team. Obviously, Dez was phenomenal during the regular season, and he had the shot, right, that's going to go down in ASU basketball history. But there's just something about when DJ Horn was scoring for this team, um, it never felt like they were going to lose. He kept the season alive for, like, 11 seconds. Yeah. Tying, tying, that was, that he still, delivered he, on the rally. Dump. He that, hit what should have been the biggest shot of the year, which is crazy considering what Dez did. Yep. He hit what was well. The, because Des's shot got you in the tournament, basically. Kept yeah, you yeah but, but this, this one, this this one, one got, got you to the Sweet 16. Or yeah. not, well, didn't get you to Sweet 16. Would have given you an opportunity to get to Sweet 16. Yeah. But, um, I think they win that game yesterday. 
I think they win. That if it game goes sure. the way the T- that game did go, like the TCU Gonzaga game went, because I, I think you have way more off, uh, way way more of a, of an whoa. I just lost my wording. I would have loved to seen Warren versus way more of an answer. Timmy. Way yeah, way more of an answer for Drew Timmy. Yeah, you, you get, he's you fine. Like yeah, he's fine. That's, you don't know what that's from? No. no. Are you oh serious? God, I'm sick of this vanilla <laughs> vanilla ice cream. No, vanilla ice cream is good. No, yeah. it's not. Tell us the Jalen Conyers. I will. I will. Guys, if you enjoyed the content, it's you can give the show. Yeah. Oh, I've never seen a single episode of South Park. That's... Uh, you can follow the show at phnx underscore sign up. You can follow me at anthony underscore toe tree. For the, all the controversial Shane. things you say. How is that controversial? I haven't seen it, a show. No, it's surprising that you haven't watched South Park. Mm, okay. You can follow Shane at Shane If You can follow Sean Deposit. Sean underscore Deposit. Disappointed in toe tree as always. Wait, you said, what'd you say? Disappointed in toe tree as always. Oh, I thought you said a disappointment to toe tree as always. So I was like, <laughs> Damn. What? Damn. He's not a disappointment. You're a disappointment. Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, now we're going to be on for another five <laughs> you minutes. You can follow Sean. No, 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 no. I'm not disappointed in you. Then uh, why the hell did you say that? It was I, just, just a joke. It's not funny. So at Sean DePause, dealing with this as always. <laughs> oh, dealing with this. We'll see you guys tomorrow at 2. For now, peace.